you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform and the sixth and final episode of our very special series, Intentional Parenting with Arlene Wallace. Thank you all for tuning in today. And if you've tuned into the previous five episodes, you'll know that Arlene is really bringing some heartfelt experience and advice suggestions from her heart and from her being an experience about parenting. Now, Arlene was born in Jamaica and now resides in Ontario, Canada. She's the proud mother of Noah, age 23, an educator and a passionate advocate for all single parents and their children. And I might also add, soon to be published in the international compilation, Break Up to Wake Up, Journey Beyond the Now, which will be out and available for purchase in November 2020. So that is exciting. And Arlene, I want to welcome you. Thank you again for joining us here. Why, thank you for inviting me. And as always, I want to give a special shout out and an intro to my co-host, my very good friend and fellow radio show host, podcast producer, Lisa Berry. Lisa is a holistic nutritionist and a longtime life coach and the host of Light on Living, the internet radio show on Ohm Times Radio. Lisa, it's great to have you back. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. I love this series. <laughs> I, I do too. Yes, this is this is really wonderful. And in the for, um, the fifth episode here, the last one, we were talking about intentional self care. And Arlene, you were were kind enough to walk us through your own personal story. And what we'd like to do here today in this episode is take these pillars of self-care that we will mention in just a moment and talk about how one as a parent teaches self-care to their children. Well, what I have learned through this journey or on this journey is that self-care is a necessity for long life. Oh yeah. So what I, or what we have done, myself, my family, to show Noah that, because things have changed for us dramatically. Okay. In order to take care of oneself, A, you must get the proper amount of rest. I indicate that to Noah all the time. And funny enough, he recognizes that because he's so quick to pick up on when I'm tired. Mm -hmm. He would be like, mom, because he's seen the effects 
of what happens when you don't get the proper rest. He knew, he saw that I was barely ever home before this happened. So when he sees me now and I look tired to him, I don't even sometimes express that to him, but he's able to pick up on that. Yeah. And he'll say, mom, you need to rest now. It's okay. I'll do this. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Just go rest. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that what number one thing really huge right there. I was going to ask that because right now we have the advantage of speaking to Arlene, who is a mom who has a beautiful relationship with her son, who both are now on either are healthy and are on pathways of being healthy. And I feel like this is that hindsight advice for parents. And you mentioned the number one thing I would imagine would be the most difficult thing for parents to get um, kids to do is to rest. And because, you know, they're like, I'm not tired. I'm not tired. <laughs> and so, um, Look, using all of your experience now, and I mean, Noah's just so kind, he recognizes in you, but does he recognize it in him? And how can you help other parents help their kids to recognize that I, you need to rest? You need to, yeah, get, not be so tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, before this happened, oh, he could not admit when he was tired. <laughs> mm -hmm. he'd be nodding in the car and no i'm not tired i'm, I'm like but no you're sleeping no i'm not <laughs> no mom i'm just resting my eyes thank you that's mm -hmm. right yeah. <laughs> but now when he is tired he does he will go downstairs in the basement and he will just sit there or he will fall asleep without no no issues no battles <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so he does. The, that's the thing is that I think kids, um, as they're growing up, they, they think they're going to miss out on something, but because, because as parents and as adults, I think we model that like, no, 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 I, I have to be at work cause I'm going to miss this or I have to, they're going to, they, I think they see parents modeling that, that the parent will miss out on an opportunity. And in a child's mind, they say, well, I'm going to miss out on fun. And so mm -hmm. it's so important to, as you said, as a parent to say, no, I'm going to come home and be at this time and get my rest yes. at this time and show them that they're not missing out on anything. They're actually having a longer, healthier life. Exactly. Because that was the impression that I had impressed upon him that she must be on the go. Something's happening. Something's happening. So I can't miss out on anything either. But now his mentality has changed. And he sees, I'm so proud of him in the way he eats, especially. He no longer eats on the road. Like he doesn't really eat fast foods anymore like he used to. It used to be McDonald's used to be Harvey's. It used to be <laughs> Wendy's. Fries, 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 pop, 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 burger, burger. Yeah. Mm, those are the five food groups. Hardee's, Burger King, Wendy's, <laughs> McDonald's, right? Jack in the Box. Yeah. Yeah. And does he witness you now? Um, is he, are you modeling different food habits so that you're showing Absolutely. self-care? Absolutely. How, does, how do parents do that when... How can parents recognize that their role in how they eat is literally affecting the self-care of their 
of what the child will step into. Because remember, you are the first example. And I can't stress that enough to the mm -hmm. child without even inherent words. You know, your actions speak louder than words. And there are natural consequences, good or bad. So you constantly not eating appropriately, getting the proper nutrients, it's not only going to show physically, but also mentally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, mm -hmm. oh, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. So with that being said, Lisa, he knows the value of nutritional foods because A, your energy level is different and you're sharper. You, you are quicker. And the reason I just paused for a moment was because I thought about it. And even Noah's vocabulary, vocabulary has totally increased. He's quicker to think and respond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, I think anybody that um, has or has had a teenager can completely relate to this, to the mm -hmm. a, a lack of, well, to the lack of sleep. I have a 17-year-old. I, I can relate <laughs> to this. So this is live for me. Uh, the, the lack of sleep and the inherent, well, apparent lack of mental functionality, which also goes with nutrition as well. So I'm glad that, that you mentioned both of those. Um, you know, one thing I, I just wanted to ask, because when you mentioned about food, I just for some reason could imagine you having your meals with your mom and your son and uh, really showing appreciation. I know there's another A word, it could be another pillar here, uh, but the I can imagine you being uh, thanking for the food, thanking for the abundance, thanking for the nutrients. And also, I feel like when we have healthy food, there's a lot more appreciation for it then you know when he went to you know harvey's or whatever was mm -hmm. he was he saying grace you know i was like no I like <laughs> but there's but also that's a really good modeling to say um thank you for this food that is giving me the fuel and the nutrients to build this body and i think appreciation yes. kind of goes with that first pillar of of, of awareness because mm -hmm. um, we're aware how valuable that particular thing is in our self-care and yeah i just really i love i love being aware of food i always you know point out the nutrients and whatever i'm eating like oh look at this vitamin yes yes <laughs> and it's funny you say that lisa because you are absolutely right nine times out of ten now we have meals as a family we grace the food and we say thank you for the nutrients in this food yeah. that helps our bodies heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yes. So yeah. he's become, he's, I tell you, he's going to make a woman some great husband. Oh, all right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this series is going to turn into a matchmaking thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those of you out there listening, I think you knew that, right? You knew where we were headed with this, right? Yeah, Noah, Noah's 23. So. <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, uh, the other, so the second pillar, which I love, um, which is acknowledgement, really revolves around 
acknowledging what areas need attention. And as a parent teaching a child, do you think it's important, more important for a parent to look at each child differently? So say they have three children. Um, some acknowledgement of areas are going to be different. Say one child might need more rest. One child might need to work on food. One, what, what, how do you go through that process of when you were um, raising Noah to say how, what, to acknowledge what area did he need? What, need? what did you need to do to be a good parent and have intentional parenting so that you could help him acknowledge what areas needed self-care? Sure. Um, well, each child, each individual, each individual is created uniquely. We all have our own gifts and talents and we all as a human race need to nurture that in each other. So acknowledgement again comes in understanding, seeking to know each one's personality and how you could best undergird them, how you can best support them. Your children, one must recognize the value in them and propel them, help propel them into what their purpose is, into what their vision is, not what yours is for them. Right. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's an important distinction, is what is their vision? Because once yeah. they are exploring their purpose and you are exploring it with them, because that's like, that's hey, right. let's do it together. But um, the, the, one of the A's, the, the pillars, the pillars and A's is um, about, you know, how to ask and receive that help, like how to accept it, how, but how do they even ask for help? That's self-care. They have to love themselves enough to know that they are worthy and that they can ask and that they're worthy of receiving that mm -hmm. that's the self-care from themselves and others so how would you support a child how would how would you as a parent support a child in letting them know that they are worth worthy of asking and receiving attention and help well with that you remember words are powerful when you speak you're speaking into someone's soul words literally create self-esteem mm. self-esteem then creates confidence and with confidence you learn how to take control you learn how to manage you learn how to focus and then you know how to react in a positive manner mm. okay i have to do this I have to share a cat story just because I'm a cat mom and you know, in general, <laughs> I love that you just said self-esteem. Do you know that when animals don't feel loved and cared for, they stop bathing. They stop taking oh. care of themselves. It's very sad. So it's a lot of times if we see like a, a stray cat and we think, oh, look how dirty he is. Or, or it's because no one loves him. He doesn't hear those words and feel that. And he actually stops taking care of himself. And that's when you know, so a child, um, and I'm feeling this, what you just said, I love that you said, I know I want to cry right now thinking of little cats. Um, <laughs> is the, if your child hears those words and is feeling their self-esteem rise, um, then they have confidence. And of course, they're going to pay more attention to what they need and feel deserving of 
of self-care and and saying to hey mom i i have esteem and confidence and i recognize that you need to do this too and they're able to they have, their cup is overflowing so they can now give as well oh. that's right it clearly empowers them and it makes them realize what their purpose is and their value and they work towards that mm. yeah Purpose. I'm so jumping all over this now. I was like, purpose. Do you know also too, I love this little kids. What do they do when they're little? Um, they see you doing something. They want to do the mini version of it. You know, uh, I want a little shovel. I want a little rake. I want a little, and because they have a purpose. And so as we give them an opportunity to explore, they might say, I want a little shovel and then go, Oh, nope. I do not like shoveling. Let's let me try something else. That's right. (laughs) And don't forget Lisa, uh, Thomas, that, you know, you want the best for your child. You want to be mm-hmm. proud of your child mm-hmm. because they are your legacy. They are an extension of you. When Noah goes out there, he knows he's a representation of who I am. So if you want your child to be proud of you, you first got to empower them with the words that you use speaking into their soul. So it re- reciprocates back to you. And you get yes. what you want anyways. <laughs> oh my gosh, my yeah. heart just like mm-hmm. got bigger because I remember now it seems like a lifetime ago because we've been through such a journey in the yeah. very beginning, the very first of the series, you spoke of a child being your legacy and how mm-hmm. beautiful did you just make that? Not like, oh, it's my heir to my throne, but you said <laughs> that, that they, you want them to be proud of you too, so that when they step out into the world, everything that you've taught them, everything that you fed them and, and gave to them, they are a representation of, of that work. In collaboration, they have to take some responsibility. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a beautiful way of, of bringing that full circle from when we started because the legacy, the legacy that is so important that it's, it's more, it's, it's about the extension of you, which you just shared. And in self-care, yes, if you, you as the parent are, have to show self-care and teach that child how to, and there's that full, full circle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And, and the, the piece about empowering them is, is so, so critically important when we're talking about the theme of, of intentional parenting that has to include intentional self-care. A critical component mm-hmm. of this is empowering others. In, in the last episode, we talked about how connected we all are as human beings. And part of our own self-care is, in fact, caring for other people. And That's right. what better uh, relationship to do that but in a parent-child relationship. So, Arlene, we've touched on the empowering our children, rest and nutrition. What else stands out to you as something that you feel parents would need to pay attention to for teaching their own children self-care? Well, I believe that communication, positive Mm. communication. Yeah. is the open door because positive communication it teaches your child to be a contributing citizen not only in the home but to society yeah you know 
Yeah, yes. and then that consciousness is now aware of how they're being treated. So then they will go out and in turn treat somebody the same way and have a heart of empathy and compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to ask you, um, Arlene, were there any words that you, I mean, when I was little, we were, we called the S word, it's the stupid word. And <laughs> oh, if I even pretended to go like this, I'd be grounded. You are not calling your sister that word that we are not, that is not treating them nice. So we had some words that were swear words, even though they're not real swear words. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. they lowered, they lowered, they said that, you know, nobody wants to hear that. Did you have any words that you were, you said, no, we were not using that language. That is not a nice word. Did you have any no-nos? <laughs> okay. Yes. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story from when we were, te- my best friends and I All right. were teenagers in regards to that. So my best friend and I, we're from that place, that family where you cannot use those words, mm. period, growing mm. up. <laughs> so one day we went to our other friend's house because we were all going to hang out. Now, we walked in because they always left the door open back in, that, in those days, right? Yeah. And they knew they were coming, that we were coming. So we walk in on an argument. Mm. Our friend and her mother were swearing right- so my other friend and I, we looked at each other with our mouths to the ground because we were like, if we ever spoke like that to our moms, we'd be dead. <laughs> so every yeah. time I hear that, I always think about that. So with Noah now, he's grown up in that atmosphere as well. And he came home one day after school we were having a conversation. I don't even remember how we got on the topic, but going over his day like we normally would, because I would always ask him, how was his day? So he goes, mom, do you realize out of all my friends, I'm the only one that doesn't swear? I said, oh, so you're telling me this because you're gonna plan on swear? He goes, no. awareness that's a pillar right there and and (laughs) it's he he feels that there's a a level a a different level of respect that he feels and and i i was really curious about that and i also love it because as we contribute in the community that was one of my father's my mother and father's biggest thing was Mm -hmm. they always we're proud of you if you are contributing to society um and connecting with the community and and when i was grounded by the way if i did say any bad words my my punishment was not really punishment was treatment was I had to do community work. Like forget community yes. services. My parents made me go do charity work all the time, but <laughs> I loved it. But I love that's, that's um, when you instill self-care and respect the way mm-hmm. you are and you're modeling it to your child and teaching them, they can go out in the community and feel proud and know they're uplifting and they're, they're teaching that. That's self-care. right. So I love that you said that's that right. Contribution. Self-care is contribution. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I always tell him to humble himself as I do myself. That's the one thing I have really learned more so is to humble myself, you know, stop, look, listen. And I always also tell him, Noah, find the genius in you. Hmm, Find the genius within you. Yeah. Master your gifts. 
Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, Arlene, <laughs> what would the difference be for you between when somebody, I, I like that you said humble, because some people would say, but, but I want to show the world my gifts and I'm shiny. And if I, if I'm humble, am I, am I not, am I not shiny? Am I not doing my thing? What's the difference? How can we walk that fine line? of honoring and having self-care towards our shininess and purpose and, and being humble. And I don't. Yeah. Well, humble, um, compared to being proud, egotistical or yes, (laughs) or egotistical. That's right. There's a difference because Mm -hmm. when you're humble, you're thinking about others that are around you. Ah, When you put yourself in others, shoes you're exercising compassion you're exercising empathy and you want to build you want to help somebody else's life be better you know i'll give you an example it's like i had that example from my mom if my mom had one wish she would want an orphanage in in africa okay Mm -hmm. and with me that has passed on to me because I've seen how she's given to charities unconditionally. Mm. Even when she may not have that room to give as much, she'll still give something. So she's laid that foundation of being humble and kind and generous and giving. Mm -hmm. But when you are not humble, you make it all about you. And you want people to say good things about you, Mm -hmm. but that's not substantial. That's not going to last. When you're humble, you leave an impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's just it. You leave an impact and uh, uh, yeah, we circle back around to the legacy and what that's right yeah and, and this has been a theme so yeah and and here we have a, another appearance of that i love that and one of the things that uh, that always has struck me arlene is that we're always teaching right always at all times because everybody mm-hmm. all around us is communicating with us even online mm-hmm. yeah we're we're all you know even in the time of of a pandemic we're always teaching and we're always also learning and i, I think that's the you know you've really made that point here mm-hmm. always i feel like the um the umbrella of self-care now that we've kind of peeked under it <laughs> it's just <laughs> so many uh, compartments that self-care like i really i think i really did i was light and fluffy on self-care before this arlene yes and like i was going just a little bit deeper but now that we've got we're going through i i really probably would have stayed at rest and nutrition and but now i'm like ooh, being humble is part of self-care and leaving and mastering your gifts is part of self-care and esteem so for like how can parents how can parents teach their children i was, i, I want to wrap this question up so beautifully and it's just now my mind is my heart is so open i can't get to my brain but <laughs> how can parents teach their child to go deeper on self-care 
more than just food and, and just keep the body going. It's, it's more about the soul. It's more about self-care. Mm-hmm. It's actually more about the soul. How can we teach that? Cause you just taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for example, with Noah, I don't intervene when he takes showers. The, the showers that he takes, I mean to say is that they're very long, very <laughs> long, you know, okay. But in the show, sometimes I'll hear him just talking to himself, you know, mm. laughing. Okay. And I think, yeah, little things like that. Don't get upset when they take so long, for example, in the shower. Don't get upset when they, when they have their headphones on and <laughs> listening to positive music. Right? right, as long as it's not a very long period of time, and they don't um, so associate with you. Mm-hmm. But if you do not give them that time, time, they will extend on that. But if you don't intervene, they'll know when to stop and come and speak. It would just be innate in them to want to associate with you. You just have to give them room, a little bit of room. Right. That was so big. Okay. So I'm, I was writing, I was like, yeah, get the alone time. We used to, I remember, I love my alone time. And I love it. You said yeah. you intervene and they'll innately know when to come down. Here's a, one of the pillars. It's back to awareness. If a parent, if you're noticing your child is not coming to you, is not taking off those earphones ever, then they are perhaps in isolation or you're not modeling something that perhaps they need from you. So they're not, they're not going to go, Hey, I want to hang out with mom or dad because no, they're no. like, Ugh, they're not, I don't feel good about myself when I'm with them. I don't feel so that yeah. might be a good, um, some cues there to say, mm-hmm. yeah, don't intervene and don't micromanage and don't, do, but they do need their alone time. And then when they, they do, do Come. I remember I used to, I used to be so excited. My mom's passed, but I'd be like, I'm, I'm going to go have tea with my mom today. And I, I can, yeah. I'm going to bring this to show her and this to show. Her. And I'm here. I am in my forties and I was 30 when she passed. But yeah. Anyway, yeah and I'm like, too. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to. And I, cause I, I really, she made me feel good to be with her. And to me, that was self care and it's self care. I just love that you said about, yeah, that alone time, they need time to get to know themselves and to come to you yes. and say, I would like this lesson now, please. <laughs> yes. Because you know what, especially since this has happened with me, we eat at the dinner table all, like I said, nine times out of 10 now. And when we're there, we're talking. Mm -hmm. Nobody has their phones. No one has their phones. And we're talking, we're laughing because Noah is like, my mom is humorous too. You know, so it's a good time. Like we talk and Mm -hmm. we laugh. And I'd say, no, I know, I know where you got your humor from. It's from me. No, well, there you go. But then my mother's like, no, it's from me. So it's a beautiful (laughs) thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's really important for for all parents, isn't it? That we just kind of emphasize that it's a balance of of letting Mm -hmm. kids have their own space. Because ultimately, Mm -hmm. as human beings, if someone is forcing, if we feel like a decision's being forced on us, then, well, we end up doing precisely the opposite. That's <laughs> right. So, yeah. It's, and I and, find what's happening now in our culture, mm-hmm. barely anybody sits at the table and eats together now. 
It's no. you know, even with a regular steel knife and fork, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. There's all kinds of things. People eating in front of the TV and, and microwave burritos and TV dinners and the five yes. food groups that we mentioned earlier, including Hardee's <laughs> and Burger King. Yeah, uh, it, these are all very, very important, important pieces. And uh, Arlene, um, before we wrap up here, anything else that you would like to add as far as teaching your children the practice and the importance of of self-care? Well, again, like I said, um, I believe that positive communication is so effective. You know, you will see the difference if you constantly speak positively. And Mm -hmm. I know that because I've experienced this myself Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. prior to knowing and experiencing what I know now, I didn't do that. I traumatized my son when he was younger because I was dominant, not listening to him. And you know, that was out of fear. Mm. Oh yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just say again, speak to your child value your child Mm -hmm. value that child because they will leave you proud and that's what you want yes Mm -hmm. yes value your child i think that is the probably the one of the most biggest statements to cover for intentional parenting Mm -hmm. value your child connect with them communicate with them speak loving involve them involve Get involved in your child's life. Yes. Those are really good self-care. I'm moving moving all of those nice, warm (laughs) heart emotions over to self-care now. From now on, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and you know, it's it's so much fun, Arlene. This has been so much fun as we've done these episodes to see the and, and feel the, the depth of the conversation increase. And, and we've gone deeper into your own experience and, and what mm-hmm. it's like to be a parent. And I know that we've talked about so many helpful things for parents everywhere. And what mm-hmm. I want to do here is as we wrap up this episode, the pillars of self-care that Melissa and I have been discussing with you um, once again for for those who may not have caught this at the outset are awareness, acknowledgement, addressing, and accepting. So awareness, That's acknowledgement, right. addressing, and accepting four pillars of self-care which is all important. So Arlene, we have enjoyed this series with you very much. And I know the listeners have too. How can people get a hold of you if they would like to speak with you further? Well, my number is 416-738-6003. Okay, and that's your cell phone, yes? Correct, yes. Okay, yeah, so the cell phone um, and Arlene is based in Canada, so for those dialing internationally, it's plus one, 416-738-6003 to reach you for, well, encouragement, for tips, for a shared experience around 
intentional parenting. So Arlene, thank you so much for joining us on the show here today and for the entire episode. This has been wonderful. Thank you. And I really value this episode and I appreciate you and Lisa Thomas. Oh, thank you. It's our pleasure. Absolutely our pleasure. I've learned so much and I've been reminded of so many beautiful memories of my parents parenting me and I'm, I can't wait for everybody to hear the entire series. There's not one episode to miss. So if anybody's just catching this one, just make sure that you get them all because they're also, they'll make you just feel happy and glowy after. I love it. Thank you, Arlene, so much. You're welcome. And this has been Intentional Parenting with Arlene Wallace. That's the name of the series here on Decide to Transform. And all of these shows will be out. And we do want to invite you all to stay tuned in November for Break Up to Wake Up, Journey Beyond the Now. Happy to announce that Arlene is writing a chapter in this international compilation. And it's going to be full of impact and a lot of heartfelt advice and experience. So Look forward to that. That's going to be called Break Up to Wake Up out in November 2020. So I had to throw in a plug for that one there, Arlene. So thank you <laughs> so much again for, for joining us here on Decide to Transform. And on behalf of my co-host, Lisa, Arlene, thank you. This has been a pleasure. And thank you all for tuning in today. Bye. Bye.